Okay, should all have in front of you the Birchus Peretz, which we began a few weeks ago, and I hope to finish tonight. Birchus Peretz is discussing, similar to the theme in the first part of the Shir, the fact that Takash Baruch Hu has a plan, and the question is your role, do you want to be a part of it? And his Chiddush, which he's going to use, main raya, he started off with Basparo, which we discussed over the last couple of weeks. You're still uh, troubled how she brought him into the palace with uh, Paro in charge. So it's Takapella. But his main raya now from the Megillah itself, and what he's trying to show us is not only is it a missed opportunity if you don't volunteer to be a part of it and maximize your Mesiris Nefesh to get the schar, do it l'shma, but the schar that comes with it of being part of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's plan forward, not only does the possibility exist that you might not do that on occasion if the Yitzhahara blocks it, there are people who are totally in the Rishus of the Yitzhahara and they're constantly working in their mind against HaKadosh Baruch Hu's plan. And in the mind of many people, so Shaila, how much you could push back, but no one really entertains the Havamina that everything you do is actually moving it in the direction that Hashem wants, and every step you take, even though you're trying to be Miznagi, you're trying to fight, it actually is part of the program. And Akash Baruch Hu, there are five trillion possibilities at every millisecond of the Bria. A lot of people on earth. A lot of possibilities, and the Kosh Baruch, only the Kosh Baruch can seamlessly put everything where it's supposed to be, despite your very nefarious intent and your attempts at destruction. And Haman, Achashverosh, they're great examples, and he writes it so beautifully. It's all on one page here, which will message page Chavdal, the second page in. Second paragraph, Achem Etzina Bahaman Russia. He was a Balgaiva to the extremes. Everything in his life was about how does this get me a better position, more pay, and of course, ultimately, more covered. Believe it or not, there are people who think like this. Some of them are in leadership positions, and they only look at it through the prism. Elected official if not for the covered, why would they want this Agmas Nefesh? I'm not saying everyone is a bad guy, but there's a lot of aggravation. So why would you want to be president? I can't figure it out. I mentioned that. I, I sometimes feel sorry. They just Every time there's a, a press conference, they just half the people are always attacking everybody else, and it's aggravating. So why would you want to do it? So there's some part of, hopefully, the human condition on the positive side. You want to make a tikkun? And the other part is the negative side of the human condition of COVID. And part of life is to do it less for the COVID and more for the Lishma, whether a Yid or whether an Akum. Haman didn't hear the Shmuz. And for him, it was all about getting ahead. Then Mepharshim would say, by the way, not surprisingly, Haman's next immediate step, which he thought he was almost getting to was to get rid of Ahasuerus. Just I don't want anybody to be shocked by that. Uh, if you hear anybody comment 
at the Suda, maybe when they're a little bit drunk, they, you don't have to be drunk to say that. It's very clear that any Russia in his position is not interested in being the number two man. And when he becomes the number one, if he becomes the number one, he's not going to be satisfied with that either. I'm not here to attack any presidents or premiers, but somebody asked me last night, is it possible that some of the issues going on on planet Earth right now with um, soldiers and borders and threatened invasion, can that all be for attention? So... I wanted to ask them, where were you born? What kind of Havamina is that? Like, what are you misipic about? <laughs> this is already a limitzchus. Not, not, not without to kill anybody necessarily, but just certainly it's nice to be in the headlines every day. You have the, everybody on earth talking about you. Some saying nice things, some saying not nice things. But, you know, they say in PR, just spell the name right. So that's, I'm not saying he's Haman. I'm not saying he's not or he is. I'm not taking a position over here. You don't even know who I'm talking about. But, Haladavu, it's a Chiddush Niflo. Like, why, how can this be worth it? The answer is, it's certainly exciting. And everybody, the whole world wants to know. I know some people in this country who would like to be in that position. Also, no names. But, Haladavu, like that, that's a lot of press. Trying to figure out what's in your mind, what's in that mood. Like, this grand covered. The person who asked me was quite young. So he said, that's covered? So again, I welcomed him to earth. <laughs> uh, he says, why is that covered? Everybody there, people talk, half the world talking lush and horror about him. He said, just spell the name right. That's a new concept for people who just landed from Mars. But it's a very human condition. No, it's a great... You have to examine current events. It's on the, it, it's, you say, well, it can't be that's like causing destabilization of world markets just as long as they know where it's coming from. So he thinks it's coming from him, and the connectors think it's them, and Akash Baruch who says it's none of you. <laughs> and there's a plan here. What that plan is, we'll find out. It doesn't mean they don't do a shtadlis. It's just to understand Haman, and I'm not comparing this although it could be pretty caustic, uh, Haman has one thing in mind, what's going to make me look better and more famous? And if I don't look too good, what's going to make me more feared? Also part of COVID. So, with that backdrop, So, Stipe was just going to point out three short paragraphs. Every step he took to strengthen his COVID, his position, his power was a step closer to his grave. And he had no clue. He thought he was doing exactly what you have to do to become the man on top in the world. So his first step, according to Madame Ramuchan, was Haman, is to get rid of Ashi. Why would he want to do that? And he succeeds. So what he doesn't know He's angling that his daughter should become the next queen, which I'll mention in a moment. It doesn't work. And before he even comes to great power, the Tzadikis, who's going to bring him down, becomes queen. He's clueless. If you ask him, how's it going? He says, this couldn't be better. I'm a junior 
advisor and he listens to me to get rid of the queen? That's, that's a lot of power already. There's three sheets. Why did this? You could put all these three together. Not a stira. So what, what do you have against Vashti? Was he trying to get rid of her? So the first reason is he had an old score to settle. This is the way these people think. It's all about the comma, and you, you slighted my covet or my wife's covet. So Vashti made the very fatal mistake of not inviting his wife to one of her parties, and she had some pretty big parties. Why didn't she invite her? I would imagine because she probably looked at her as a threat because the second largest parties in Shushan were probably Haman's wife. Just guessing. So this occupied their whole day. He got rid of Ashti to be able to enact the law afterwards. Everybody should be in charge of the house. Because he had uh, issues at home, so he wanted to get into, get into a position that they're going to pass a law now, and then everything's going to be okay at home. That would explain, by the way, that Mandama, why when he came home and he started telling about all his great successes and his money and his Aisher and his Rav Banov and his aggravation from Mordechai, just had to parade him around, and his wife really zings it to him and says, oh, Mordechai Yehudi, why don't you tell me? You're gone. That's like real encouragement. You go to, he went to his wife to like tell him, like discuss the problem. She says, "Oh, forget it. <laughs> You're a mamish loser." He said, "Yeah, that's Mordechai Yehudi." <laughs> so it sounds like this mandama, like it wasn't so okay. And the other times he would seek advice. That's not normally the response you give your spouse when he's trying to get an eight son. How to be misgaber on the matzav. That's Madam number two. Madam says, he wants to get his daughter in. And you'll say, why do you want to get his daughter in? So you say, maybe he liked his daughter. I don't think so. He wants to get his daughter in because if his daughter is the queen, then he can have more power. I, I'm saying that because the relationship was such that when the daughter realized she made a big mistake, she jumped out the window. If that's the relationship they had, then that doesn't speak well. So she is a pawn. It's a way of getting more power, so might as well get her in. Skip the brackets. So now, that's what he had in mind. Three different reasons, all three could be true, certainly. And he accomplished one thing. He got himself one step closer to getting knocked off himself. But no clue. It gets better. It comes the wee hours of the morning, like uh, after Allah's barely Mishayakir. And he's getting in this request before the day gets busy. Little says, Mordechai. The sin is Mekakel, so sure he could have sent the messenger. He came himself. To make the request of And he walks in as Hashem engineered it. That Achshverosh had the worst night's sleep ever. And he's still tossing and turning. And the only news he got was that he had one of his ministers who saved his life and never even rewarded him. And then Haman walks in and Achshverosh says, I'm glad to see you at four in the morning. What do you think we should do for the guy who really should be given more honor? 
because Haman thinks it's him. B'chayshu l'miyachvitz yesim imeni. Amelach zaveh lasses kain l'mardachai, and that again he sees an opportunity that never crossed his mind, as the pasuk made clear. Never crossed his mind that this might be somebody else. Can't be anybody else in the malchus. They want to be machabed more, and he walks right into the trap. And he gets the eights already before he asks, and that's why Chavayna, who switched sides, was able to get him string, strung up very, very quickly, because it was already. The whole thing, as he'll say in the next line, was against the law. You can't get rid of a minister, the level of Haman, with a simple command. There's due process. Otherwise, it's going to be worse than the Wild West. As he points out, So Esther, they're trying to kill me and my people. says, that's horrible. Get rid of them. That's against the law. He's the one who signed it into law in the first place. You can't do a reverse like that without some sort of due process. But he did anyway. Because the gallows is ready. He was good and angry. And Chavayna Eliawanavi, whoever it was, came at the right time to execute it. But otherwise, would bring us the law. Knew we had incriminating evidence. What are you doing on the bed? He said, "I tripped on. There was a toy in the middle of the thing. I just you got to clean up this palace better." He could have. Haman was very shrewd. He could have come up with an alibi. The setup was such, Haman set it all up, that there was no time. The same person you just spent money and time on parading around the city, who said good things about you and saved your life, that's who Hama is trying to destroy. One second. But Behilus, Behilus is the key word. Uh, he wasn't a stable person. So he said, Behilus, string him up. It's against the law. Chavayna suggested it because he wanted to save his own skin, or it's Elio Anavi. And Achashverosh was in a very bad mood. So there was probably, I imagine, the state attorney general in the next office, and he probably even heard the screaming and yelling, and he had a quick debate in his mind, this is against the law. Should I tell Achashverosh or just stay at my desk? It was a lot safer to stay at your desk. So, it happened, even though Haman had everything going right in the other direction. He prepared it very well for himself. He says he's the one who set up his own arrows and he set up his own trap. And only a Kosh Baruch could engineer such a thing. But we look at the famous kasha that everybody has once in a while, Russia, Vitevloi, Tzadik, Viradloi, and it's very painful to see. These types of shtiklach and musr and ashkafa are very important to Chazer because 
it's all a mirage. Every step he takes in the success is sometimes to get paid back for the one nice thing he did. Haman, we can't even find anything. So that's why Chazal take every step he makes and every success he has and it points out how that's the step toward his downfall. So we don't always see it. We're not zeichet to see it, but Amuna means that it looks like Rosh Hashanah we don't have the whole picture. That's what the Megillah is all about. To understand the Hemshech, it could take years and years, which it did. There's a story behind it, and Kadosh Baruch Hu has that story, and we don't have to be privy to it at every moment. He finishes, and I'll take your question, Mendy, afterwards. Haklal. Bottom line, you can spin your wheels as much as you want. It's not going to change things. You have certain things in the Bria, Davening, and Schusim, and Staka, and Tshuva. It looks like they're accomplishing in their direction, which they think is great, but it's horrible for the Ruchnias. He might be doing too much Shtadlis, and it would have happened anyway without that much worrying in the Shtadlis. And if he's doing something that looks evil, then it's Nigdan and Shemayim should happen to the other person, which somewhat of a machlaikis, Chavos Lavavos, and the Zayar Kaddish, but as I mentioned, there's farm written hundreds of pages to explain why it's not really a machlaikis. People get very troubled by that. At the end of the day, Kosh is in charge. And it's all going to be a fulfillment of his master plan. V'yesh shalom nigzer, olav davrazev, v'gamken harbe pa'amim, manichan asal latzliach, rach shlomasa yafzid kamesana, zu mamash makam acher, masha hayaroyeloi. He can look like he's being matzliach over here, and then he's just going to lose it somewhere else. Rach shlomasa yafzid kamesana, zu mamash makam acher, masha hayaroyeloi, kila yel shumish tadlis lashanas, masha mikfi mash nigzer lov, chen amr chazal bayuma daf lamed hey, What's coming to you is coming to you. What's not is not. And the Ishtadlis will either trigger that it should be taken away somewhere else, or the Ishtadlis itself will bring you closer to where Hashem wants you to be. Per the Gemara and Sukkah with Shlomo Mal Savadim and all these rites in the Megillah. So, something that we need to hear and internalize as you're reading the Megillah, it's a uh, not only a side of the Megillah, it's really the uh, tachlis of why it was written down. In the sequence, you could see the Yad Hashem unfold. Let's go with uh, just a few more minutes. I want to address the Shaila, at least start addressing the Shaila we raised. Esther Amalka sends back many, many very logical reasons why this is the worst time in the world to go. I haven't been called for 30 days. We have 11 months. If I go in and they have orders to kill, unless Haman happens to be facing me, Ahasuerus happens to be facing me and extending a scepter, which ended up happening, but that was a nace. He normally doesn't even sit there, let alone face that direction. So if I get killed, I'm willing to make an effort, but it's not going to serve any tachlis. I can't go in and plead my case. And if by some miracle I get in and Ahasuerus extends his scepter, then I just got a huge favor. So now I'm starting off having received a favor in my life. 
and now I'm going to have to ask him for other things? If we're doing Hishtadlis, well, why would that be Hishtadlis? So she spells all this out clearly in the message through Hasach. Either Hasach is killed on the way, as we discussed, or he didn't want to deliver the bad news that she thinks the answer is no, it's not the way to do it. And Mordechai sends back a pretty scathing message, which we started with tonight. That it's your opportunity, we're going to be saved anyway, and you better go in right away. ASAP! Mordechai never explains, nor does he have to, because he knows he's dealing with the tzaddikis, and she listens, despite her hesitations. And the Pussing never tells us, so why indeed was it necessary to go in ASAP if it ran counter to every logic? So, I think, I don't want to call it Pashup Shop because nothing in the Megillah is Pashup. I think Mordechai understood <coughs> that the news that just broke that Klai Yisrael is under threat of annihilation was obviously very jarring, uh, more than very disturbing. And as the Pasuk describes, people were probing Avelis in the street and they were screaming and yelling and crying and, and doing tshuva. That was the purpose. And Mordechai understood that you can actually get used to anything in life. I can't imagine one minute in Auschwitz. We should never have to... I can't imagine one minute to ride down there and... How does anybody survive for a few minutes? Just, if you ever read any of the accounts, you ever met anybody who was there, how, how do you not go and show you? How do you survive? Not how do you survive, they're shooting people, they're sending people to cream. We're talking about the people who were selected to work for a few days, week two. How do you survive? So the incredible Siat and the human condition, especially in the Pintaliyid from the Ramuna, not, not from, or no longer from, but the Pintaliyid is, is a will to survive, and you could get used to anything. shouldn't have to, but you can get used to anything. And that's about as drastic as it gets. Here you have a relatively prosperous community in Shushan. They're in Golis already almost 70 years, and this is the way it is. They have communities built up, and they're little boys learning with Mordechai, and uh, it's going they have basic parnasa. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, this Russian Russia gets Achashverosh to sign an order that uh, the final solution. So people were hysterical, rightfully so. And Mordechai understood that this whole thing is to draw them into the reality that nobody did tshuva for the Suda and their assimilationist attitude. Nobody did tshuva for the Avodah and the Marasai and the Avodah Picked them on Dabur or both. And that Tainas on Mordechai. That's why he was doing this. That's the theme of this year's overview. And why that changed, my suggestion was because they realized even if we're tiny Mordechai Sadik is wrong, if he's so wrong, why indeed did Hashem let him trigger this? It must be Klaus is not going to be destroyed because one person must be Klaus has collective issues that we have to be misaking. Good. So Mordechai sees they're starting to think about that. Now they go back, okay, if Mordechai's not wrong, let's go back to his tainas. What was tainas? Maybe we shouldn't have gone to the party. Maybe this is dangerous in Gulf's conditions, and maybe we should be more careful. And then they pretty quickly turn around, because Esther is going to ask for a tainas of everybody there, and everybody joins, and public davening, and sackcloth, and, and everybody's there. 
So Marchai understood that if you're striking when the iron's hot, you have to do it when they first get woken up. And that's this areas of tshuva. And if you take the attitude that, well, we got 11 months and a little inconvenient now, let's have a committee to talk about how we should do it, and then we'll have an asifa in two weeks from now. Well, we have 11 months. We're going to lose the opportunity. So therefore, they're doing tshuva now. They're dominating very seriously now. Go now. You have the tailwind. Go now. You have the schusim behind you. I don't know what's going to be in a month. However, that's the push-up shot. The only kasha I had on this theory is the following medrash. I'll read it. You don't have a copy of it. Medrash says, Medrash Rabbah, Esther, Chal Medina Medina, Mokam Hashem, Dvar Melech, Vedasam Agiyah, Evo Gadol Yehudim. Medrash wants to know, what's an Evo Gadol? Interesting. That, that's a kasha, Evo Gadol. It says, Avelis Achmal Aslan, somebody, a Yochid was lost here. It's a threat for all of Klai Yisrael. But the Medrash says, Vechi Yesh Evo Gadol, Yesh Evo Katan. So what's the expression Evo Gadol? The Medrash assumes, you'll see from the answer, the Eva Gadol means it was big, meaning across the board, but it was getting bigger as time went on, which seems to run against what I just said. I'll read to you the It goes in, it's a progression, and the acute pain is right away, and one day, seven days, 30 days, 12 months. And so we take a but this of Hamon, This panic and this evil got worse as each day passed. Everybody hung up a calendar in their kitchen, and they said, "We got roughly eleven months." Ten months, oh, but you're not, they're holding uh, ready by Pesach, it just came out, so that's many days, 300 plus. Just have a calendar, and each day they pass to get more nervous because, okay, that day's gone, you only have 305 left. The measure describes. That sounds like the panic was increasing, so then, Adarabha, so wait a few months, the truth is going to even be better. No. So what's the answer? I have no problem with my shot being incorrect, but I think it's not only not a steer, I think it uh, is treating a different issue. The tshuva had to be done right away, and they're standing up, stepping up to the plate, and they're, they're doing it, and they're standing up for what's right, and they were apologizing to Mordechai and doing tshuva, and it's something that happened 10 minutes ago, and they really need it, and Esther needs to go in now. What's the Medjur talking about? That the Avelis is evil Godol and it's increasing? I think the Medjur is referring to is depression. That they're getting more and more each day is passing and they're, and the Goyim in the neighborhood in Shushan like met them that Erev Pesach. This is Erev Pesach. And they're shopping for their picture like, you know, shopping for their murder and the thing and uh, they would tell them, what are you spending money for? He says, save your money, don't eat so much. We're getting all this. That didn't help the mood so much. Can you imagine? So, each day goes, and I just says, they check it off as, oh, now we got one day left to live. That's not going to be a, a, a push, a catalyst for their tshuva. 
that's just going to get them down and depressed. And once they get down depressed, they're not going to do a very effective tshuva. So Mordechai understood all this, and he said, it's debilitating. That, that men, women, children, they got, all they're going to talk about is get worse and worse and worse. I mean, they have years, that's it. So right now they don't have years. They're just shocked into, what do we do wrong? So now do tshuva. And the major says, the risk was, didn't go on that long, because remember, the Xavier was on, Haman was hung pretty quickly. After three days, then the, the party, and then another party, so four days, five days, and you know, Shaila, how you measure it, but it was pretty quick, Baruch Hashem. So what's it describing? They had this whole calendar. The answer is they didn't uh, X off so many days at the end. But that's where they were going with this. And that's exactly what Mordechai was worried about. So the rule over here is if something happens and it's a call to tshuva, act on it right away. Because as startling as something is, it loses its effect. And that's something to keep in mind as you get close to the perm, the, the MA perm are big days for tefillah time. It says the perm, it's the same. Siat HaShemaya in that time and should be utilized. Have a good vach. Amit we will continue next week. Thank you.